Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England. My guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. He has gotten radio airplay on both coasts here in the United States with video rotation at hard rock cafes around the world. He has performed in the U.S., notably at the House of Blues over in Orlando. He released a single approximately two months ago after having released another one in June of this year. He has been writing in London and Sweden of late. He released a four-song EP two years ago and a full-length album late last year. You've been hearing one of his songs, entitled Ready or Not. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Luke Potter. Hey, Bruce. How are you doing? Very good, Luke. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you doing this. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, I mentioned in the intro that you just released a single two months ago, and that is the song that we were just playing, Ready or Not. So tell the listeners about that song, if you would, please. Um, I definitely think that, that Ready or Not is, is probably the funnest song that, 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 I've, that I've written and, and recorded. Uh, actually, it was all recorded in my bedroom, which was awesome. Um, it, was, it was just one of those songs where we started off with a little groove um, and... You know, I started working on the lyrics and and it all just sort of came into place. It it didn't really have a, a deep meaning behind it. Uh, when I look at it now, it was probably one of the songs that I've written, which which I hope people can just, just listen to it and, and just have a little bit of fun, really. But let me get this straight. Did you just say that you that you recorded it in your home? I did. I recorded it in my bedroom. Yes. I, 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 so, so I'm not. I'm not a real techie. We we have had uh, a few, and 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 I guess maybe I should apologize for the people who are listeners that are real techies. It's been few and far between on this show when we've really talked about gear. But you know, in listening to that song, you could have not told me that, and I would have never known that. So, what are you using to do your recording that you're getting such tremendous sound? Oh, thank you. Um, Basically, I, I'm just using what um, what most uh, either it's either Pro Tools or Logic, and I use Logic, and it was uh, it was written with two friends of mine. So um, they they they're the geniuses at work, and uh, they <laughs> they actually traveled over from Sweden to write with that song with me, um, which I was really excited about. Um, 
it, it was just a fun song, you know, like it, it was so relaxed and we came out with this really, 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 it was like a funk pop song. It's like something I haven't really, I haven't really done before, which was really exciting. So let's give credit where credit is due, though. You, you, you gave a lot of credit to them, but are you the one that's actually doing the recording, the mixing, uh, the, the, the production on the song, or, or is that them? That, that is down to them. I, I am very much purely like lyric and melody uh, and, and chord-based. Okay, okay. Uh, you also released a video for Ready or Not, and, and that video is, is doing really well. Almost 14,000 views on YouTube in only about six weeks. So what tips, Luke, can you pass along to up-and-coming performers who are listening? How, how are you getting such great engagement on there? Because I, I see that you, you've even gotten over 17,000 subscribers to your YouTube channel, not to mention the number of views on your other videos on there. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly so proud of that, and um, I think. I think basically, I, I've just tried to be myself, really. Um, I, I think, especially in my songs, you know, that there's always an element of truth in them, and maybe maybe that's that's what's sort of coming across. And you know, my 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 single before that, not that I want to change change subject, was a song called "Do You Love Me Yet," um, which was sort of very serious and and very sort of yeah like dark so this one i thought let's do something crazy um so it, it was a really fun idea and, and for anyone else out there doing it, i just say have fun really um be as creative as you can and open your mind to things uh, and listen to other people because in fact another little secret is that the ready or not video uh we talked about you recording the song at home but uh the video was recorded at home as well yes it was. Um, it was. It was a, an amazing day, actually, uh, because the whole the whole video is is a um, is a nighttime house party. Um, me and my family spent spent I think about four or five hours the day before uh, with cardboard blocking up the windows wow. with black cardboard so that there was no light in the house. Um, so it was all filmed. So we basically filmed the first scene in the music video last um, <laughs> which was pretty bizarre um and it was a lot of changing like outfits and uh it, it was a mental day and all of my friends helped me out on it and I, it was just a, a great experience really but again listeners if if you are someone who is an up-and-comer that uh is looking to do a music video and you think that music videos are only for people that have an unlimited budget. Look at the tremendous job that that Luke did on on the Ready or Not video because he's he's here telling you that he did it at his house and with the help of his family about covering the windows and that type of thing. So it doesn't have to be something that that you have to break the bank to do. I, I am curious though, Luke. Uh, obviously, the neighbors know that there's a musician living in the Potter household. Uh, was was there any kind of advance notice given? Like, look, there's going to be a lot of people coming in. We're filming a video, just making sure everyone's cool with that. Uh, no, actually, um, it, we, because um, it, my, I'm lucky enough. I lucky enough live in a house which isn't attached to other houses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so the the noise level we kept quite to a minimum. Um, but we definitely were all extruded quite a lot of energy in that day. <laughs> for sure, that's for sure. Uh, very good, very good. Well, uh, Luke, speaking of releasing or or making new music. I mentioned in the intro that you released a full-length album 
late last year. Uh, you came here to the States and wrote and recorded that in Los Angeles, and you've also done some writing in Canada. Plus, I had mentioned about doing some writing in Sweden. So uh, I've, I've got a bunch of questions for you here uh, about all that. How, how are you finding these people in these countries to write with? Um, I don't know if you're going to remember all these questions, but I just, you know, so many, there's so many things coming into my mind. How, how are you finding all these people in these countries to write with? Why do you travel there uh, to write with them instead of doing it uh, via Skype? And, and why co-write with people from other countries at all? Meaning, why wouldn't you just co-write with people who are there in London? Okay, well, I mean, to answer answer your, your first question, um, I, I basically, uh, my parents have been managing me um, since I was I turned 17, and I was lucky enough. Uh, it got to the point where, you know, obviously your parents managing you, it's not it's not easy. Um, so they, we started looking for management, uh, and my they started sending off emails and sort of sending off to these to companies. And one of those companies um, was a company called WEG, which is uh, basically ran by Johnny Wright, who takes care of Justin Timberlake. Um, and and I was fortunate enough, out, out of nowhere, I, re- I remember my mum actually saying to me before before I left the house, I've, I've emailed Johnny Wright to see if he will manage you. Um, and I kind of laughed. <laughs> um, and I came home and they replied basically saying that, that they really liked what I did. Um, and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm sort of flying over to America wow. to sign uh, a management deal. Wow. Uh, and a lot of the songwriting uh, thing, the con- contacts that I got were via a, a brilliant man called Vince DiGiorgio, who, who worked on a lot of the NSYNC and Backstreet Boys mm. stuff. Um, and his main thing was, okay, let, let's send you off. To, let, let's get some really good songs. Let's let's send you off to Canada and Sweden. I see. Um, and I really learned to grow in in those in that year. I think of traveling to Sweden uh, and Canada and all over the place. Basically, um, my second my my second um, the second one I believe was um, why do I travel there? Um, because I, I think I've been in a lucky enough situation where I've been able to. I, I think that's my honest answer. And um, mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point now where uh, I have actually made really great contacts so that these people now travel to meet me as ah. well, which is amazing. So um, I've made I've made friends and it's been insane. Um, I'm actually also working a, a lot with London-based writers at the moment, so I'm commuting a lot. Uh, from from where I live, which is on the southwest of England as well, so it's it, it kind of varies. Sometimes I I stay in England, and sometimes if I have to travel, I have to travel. You know, I I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And when you said that that you found that you really grew a lot, I think you said in in a, in a one year period of time. I, I take it that you mean both personally as well as as a singer songwriter. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, th- I think when you're lucky enough uh, to be in the position that I'm in when we're traveling and stuff, it, it's an amazing experience and, and you, you can't take any of it for granted. Um, you're seeing things that not a lot of people, you know, get to see. Yes, okay, I, you know, I, I traveled to Sweden a couple of weeks ago and I spent the majority of my my five days there locked up in a room writing songs. Um, 
but the vibe and, and and the feeling and the inspiration that is buzzing off of you from being in a different place, speaking with different people, with different talents, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree. And, and as someone who, uh, let's see, I, I traveled uh, over a 10 and a half year period, I traveled to 17 different countries. And, and a lot of those I went to more than once. And, and so, you know, you're right, you know, that you're in another country, there's just something different about the way that you do your business. And I would even argue that uh, on, on just the life lesson side, you know, traveling internationally, especially if you're by yourself, which was the case more times than not with me, you just all of a sudden become a lot more mature, you come become a lot more aware uh, you, you know, you're forced to kind of educate yourself very, very quickly you know, when, yeah. it come, when it comes to, to having to get around or to, or to eat or, or some of the things that, that seem like common everyday tasks. Uh, so you, you probably, fe- you probably felt like you aged, you know, five years over the course of one year. Yeah, it, it, it was, I, and I'm sure you can, you can relate to it. It's quite scary. Um, you know, it, it is a scary thing. Um, being somewhere that you're not used to, you know. I always say to people, and I think one of the hardest, well, not the hardest things, because I'm, I'm kind of getting used to it now, but walking into a room and meeting someone that you, you have never met before and and sharing, you know, intimate moments or, or th- special parts of your life mm. with someone so that you can come out with a song that, you hope that people are going to relate to. And that's, that's really scary. Wow. Yeah. Nicely said though. And, and, you know, you're right because I I remember that the first time uh, I was, I was at a songwriters festival with one of my clients and, and we had a a few different people who were there from Nashville that invited us there. And so we went and, you know, it's, it's all well and good. It sounds really exciting. Oh, you got invited to Nashville and you're going there, but then actually your feet on the ground in Nashville and saying, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, you, you have to figure it out right away because it's like, well, you're here now and you're here to work and you got to make it happen. And like you said, you, you're going to meet new people. Yeah, you're going to meet the people that invited you there, but you really have to maximize every opportunity that you're given and certainly go and see the people who invited you there, but shake the hands of as many new contacts as you can make as possible and, and really, uh, you know, come back with, with probably more than, than you intended to get when you first went there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I mentioned uh, in the in the intro of this show, I mentioned two singles having been released this year. With all this writing that you are doing, Luke, is is there more new music on the way next year? And, and if so, uh, will that be in the form of another single, or are you aiming for another EP, or maybe a full album? Um, I think right now um, I'm sort of taking it uh, single by single. Um, Sort of, I mean, I'm in no rush to sort of put together an album uh, and put it out because it kind of feels like the music industry might be moving away from that sort of thing, uh, unless you're Adele. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she's done all right for herself. Um, yeah, she's going to be good someday. Yeah, she, yeah. She's, she's, she's getting, she's, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely got. I'm, I'm right. Like, I, like you said, I, I'm, I'm writing all the time. I have a new single coming out, uh, hopefully early January time, for a song called "Should I Stay or Should I Go," oh, okay. um, which, which I actually wrote with um, one of the one of my good friends. Actually, I consider him a good friend now, um, American Idol contestant um, Casey Abrams. 
uh, which was which was awesome. I'm actually working on sort of a, a secret project right now, which hopefully I'll be able to sort of tell you about very soon. But I have to sort of keep it down on the down low. Um, <laughs> but I'm really excited about that. Um, so I think my main thing right now is I've got about three or four songs lined up that I want to release over the course of the next four four to six months i guess okay Okay. well in january uh i know i will be curious because when i hear should i stay or should i go i think of the song by the clash so i'm gonna gonna be interested to hear uh what your version is i am curious as as to how you got connected uh with the american idol acquaintance that that you just referenced uh yeah well when i um when i signed my contract uh with web music um who was johnny wright uh, a lovely another lady uh, is is now managing me, who is based in California, uh, who manages um, uh, David Archuleta and Casey Abrams mm. and Chris Bowsox, a lot of the American okay. people. Uh, so he actually came to stay with me um, in England whilst he was writing and doing work business in London. Uh, so I, he, we got to writing and it just sort of happened i had a verse and together we both worked on the on the chorus and uh and you can hear him singing in the song as very well nice very nice i am bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line from london is singer songwriter luke potter visit his official website at www.lukepottermusic.com And social media-wise, it's not just YouTube, of course. On his website, there are links to find Luke on Facebook and Twitter as well. Plus, he has music on SoundCloud, which, of course, is one of the platforms where this show is available. And certainly do purchase his music. It's available on iTunes and on his website. Be sure to also keep up with Luke online to find out where and when he will be performing live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And if you've been listening over the last couple months, you know that there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at nowhearthisentertainment. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing to see where in the world some of you are listening from. Luke, I mentioned there uh, about dates for you performing live. What is 2016 going to look like for you that way? Is there is there anything yet that you can share with the listeners in terms of where they might look to see you? Uh, I'm definitely going to be touring next year. Uh, I'm definitely going to be touring. Uh, I'm look. I'm sort of very much looking into the dates and the times and where it's going to be right now. Uh, but hopefully, I could have some more news on that uh, in the next couple of months. But do you anticipate will that be over there, or will you play shows in the states also, or or both, or or you or you're not ready to say yet? There is a a very high possibility that I will be in the states touring. Uh, early next year um but there is also a very high chance that 
uh, if this uh, project I'm working on um, kicks off, that I'm I may be doing other things. So okay. I'm sort of I, I'm sort of sort of testing the water right now, <laughs> seeing and seeing what happens. Okay. Well, as I've said on on other episodes in similar situations, it gives the listeners that much more incentive to follow the guest online, so that when Luke announces where and when he's playing, you'll have all the details. Uh, there, there are, though, so many cool historic places in Europe, Luke. I know you even sent me a picture uh, called Cavern, which showed you performing. A- any real, really cool places that you've performed at so far? Uh, I, I actually remember I, I, did a, um, I did a show in America once. I, I toured camp, campsites and played, um, played for all the camp kids, uh, which was an amazing experience for me. Um, because I've never experienced, we don't really have anything like that in in England. And mm. I remember playing um, on this this uh, probably five meter by five meter stage, um, overlooking this beautiful lake, uh, and and the sun was going down, and that was one of the most special things. Not necessarily because of the history of it, just because it just felt, you know, I, I felt like I was doing something special. I was in America, I was playing music and it, it was just a great thing. I mean, also, also, I, I, like you said, I, I sent a picture, um, to you of me playing at the Cavern Club, which is where the Beatles, Beatles played. That was an amazing experience mm. to think that I shared, I was on a stage with, with those, well, those guys started, um, and where also, where specifically is that located? Uh, that is in Liverpool. Okay, okay. Um, I also uh, played at the House of Blues, uh, where I actually saw Ed Sheeran play for the first time, and uh, my favorite band, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, um, play. So to be on a stage which I've seen my heroes play was a very scary and exciting moment. <laughs> All, all combined into one. <laughs> I remember shaking. I, I definitely messed up a few chords at my gig. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for the up and coming performers that are in the listening audience, Luke, um, how did you like performing on the Camplified tour? Because uh, certainly um, those of us here in the States um, that are around the music business are, are familiar with the Camplified tour. But I, I wonder um you know, taking away the the being overwhelmed by the unique nature of where you are performing, um, do you feel that the Camplified tour is something that's worth pursuing for for up and coming performers? Yes, a hundred percent. Again, it was uh, it was a learning curve for me, um, and every single time I went out on stage, it was a different experience. Um, some some camps were um, it was packed. In some camps, um, it, there wasn't a lot of people there. Um, some, and it just teaches you, you know, like you know, it's going to be like that. You, you have to, and I'm not, I'm, I'm nowhere near like where I necessarily want to be in this industry yet. I, I, I want to continue to grow and and be successful, but I, but I've had to play to a lot of, you know, a lot of smaller venues where people aren't necessarily listening to you. And then when you, so when you do get on stage and you have people listening to you and telling you that they, they think you're good, it, it's the best. It honestly is the, it makes it all worth it to be honest. And for, for anyone who get, I, I would just say go out and play and just 
and just learn learn to entertain your audience that's that's the one thing that i i have been taught the most you know um it is about the audience watching you like it is not about you at all if you if you can give the people in the audience the time of their lives they won't they won't forget you and that is the main thing well that's good advice but i i I like what you said there just a minute or two ago that you know, it's it's better to play to a small audience where everybody's really into it, uh, as opposed to a big audience where where nobody's paying attention. Because uh, I'm sure it, I'm sure both of those scenarios really impact you. Looking around and seeing that everyone's talking, no one's really paying attention, uh, makes a negative impact on you. Whereas looking out and seeing, boy, there's not that many people here, and all of a sudden realizing, wow, they're all totally into this. Though that just m- must make you feel tremendous. Yeah. A hundred percent. Definitely. Okay. Now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on now hear this entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of now hear this incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is when you're doing an interview, do not try to plug someone else's something, their website, their CD, their book, their crowdfunding campaign, whatever. The host and producer will be thrown off and upset. They are letting you promote your own website, music, social media, live shows, and the like. Nobody likes surprises such as you suddenly plugging someone and or something else. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. Uh, listeners, Luke is the second European guest on Now Hear This Entertainment. Late last month on episode 94, the guest was Barbara Kiss. She is a singer-songwriter from Budapest, Hungary. Um, but Luke, as someone that's there in the UK, you could probably give some insight as to there being so many major music festivals over there. It, it seems that most of the concerts that I see here on, on a cable network called Palladia, it seems that most of those concerts were filmed in the UK. I, I just wondered if you have any thoughts on that. And also, I, I, I guess it must give you encouragement that there are so many stages and events around that you can aim to play on over there. Yeah, the, the English music scene is awesome. I mean, uh, it, there's just so many places to go. I mean, open mic nights are, are brilliant um, places to go to discover new music. There's always bands playing everywhere. Um, obviously, we have Glastonbury Festival, Reading Festival, and lots of other festivals travel here, but but everybody seems to love their music here. And that's that's one of the cool things about Glastonbury, actually. You know, it's, it's got a, a terrible reputation of absolutely hammering it down with rain here in that time of year. <laughs> uh, and people just embrace it. And, you know, they put on their wellies and they enjoy themselves and they listen to music. All right, I'm going to have to plead ignorance. That's the first word that you said that I'm not familiar with. What are wellies? Oh, wellies are basically boots, uh, like okay. water, waterproof boots. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I, I, I had this discussion recently with someone uh, who who was who was borderline upset, just was very emotional, and said, you know, why is it that most of the programming that we see on Palladia is from 
is from Europe, is from the UK. And, and it was not a statement on the UK. It was a statement on the United States saying, you know, why don't we have this overabundance of major festivals? And, you know, there was kind of a, you know, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one naming off a, a couple of the big ones, but it just seemed like a landslide that, boy, there's just so much over there in, in Europe. And like I say, specifically the UK. And, and so in preparing for this interview today, I, I wanted to get your comment on that. But also, like I said, I thought, well, this must be encouraging for Luke because, you know, it kind of gives you something to strive for that there are so many that, you know, one day I'm going to be playing at, at one or more of those. Yeah, it is. It's definitely hope for, for so many artists here. A hundred percent. I mean, the, you can go to any small town, um, any day of the week, uh, and you can guarantee that there's there's someone to watch. Well, and and similarly, I've had a, a lot of guests on the show who are obviously from the United States, but talk all about having gone overseas to play. And, and I'll always say, well, how are the audiences over there? And by and large, everybody talks about how well-received they were and, and just how great the audiences are everywhere that they go in Europe. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's this brilliant little um, little open mic night that I attend quite often in Glastonbury, um, which actually uh, I got invited to play at a small stage at Glastonbury uh, just from going to the open mic night. Um, and and it just goes to show, you know, if, if you put yourself out there and, and and you commit and you try, people will listen to you. You know, if you if you work hard and you and you craft your art and and what you want to do, people will listen. Uh, but I think what I hear you saying is that I can almost I can almost visualize an audience member looking at someone else and saying, "Hold on, give this person a try. They're 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 really trying their best. They're they're working hard up there. They may not be the best in the business, but but look at him or her on stage. They're they're really giving this their all." Yeah, that was this this one story uh, that I heard. I didn't witness it. Um, this is just a story I heard. Uh, there was, apparently there was this one artist, um, and apparently a really it, this was at Glastonbury uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and apparently, uh, I can't remember exactly what the band was, but there was this very, very, very famous band playing uh, on on one of this the big stages, and there was this uh, acoustic uh, acoustic guitarist and just one acoustic guitar uh, singer songwriter playing, um, and he couldn't really sing very well apparently, um, and everybody there, everybody was watching the acoustic guitarist because. Mm because of the passion and the love and the way the way he was interacting with his audience um and it goes to show if if you're passionate about it people will feel it and you know they they chose the acoustic gu- guitarist over the huge band you know it's it, it's crazy <laughs> well and there's there's i don't want to say there's there's no better uh i don't want to say there's there's no better example um, because there is, this is just one on a list of many, but of, of how passionate people are there about their music. Uh, I happen to be a very big fan of ELO and, and Jeff Lynn, uh, has, I will say resurrected ELO. He's calling it Jeff Lynn's ELO, but, uh, the electric light orchestra that they were, uh, back in the day are, are not who they are today, but no. Jeff Lynn, in fact, did this concert at Hyde Park and, uh, boy, oh boy, I, I think, 
I, th- I think the number of people that were there was was north of 35,000 people. It might have been closer to 50,000 people. And uh, it's just tremendous uh, to see that kind of support uh, for, you know, for someone who um, is, I, I'm going to say, no longer in his prime. I mean, you know, Jeff Lynn is, is phenomenal. I don't, I don't care what age he is. Uh, but yeah. this isn't ELO in their heyday, and yet they still get... You know, as I say, anywhere from thirty-five to 50,000 people that showed up in Hyde Park for that. That's amazing. Um, and without sort of going, going off piece uh, a little bit, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big basketball fan. I don't, I don't know if you're into your, into your sports, Bruce. Very um, much so. Very much so. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's very big news that Kobe Bryant uh, has retired. Yes. Uh, and it's amazing how it, it's almost like the band, like ELO, like you said, like he's not he's not the the band slash player that he used to be. Um, but now that he's retired, or he's he's said that he's retiring, people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to go and watch him play. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So it's the same thing, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London is singer-songwriter Luke Potter. Visit his official website at www.lukepottermusic.com. And social media-wise, he has lots of destinations on his website. There are links to find Luke on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Plus, he has music on SoundCloud, one of the platforms where this show is available, And we certainly do ask that you purchase Luke's music. It is available on iTunes and on his website. Be sure to also keep up with Luke online to find out where and when he will be performing live. You just heard him mention that there will definitely be a number of dates for 2016, so you'll want to be in tune for when those are announced. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz spelled H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to the show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I think I only mentioned one of them, uh, Barbara Kiss. Uh, go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And if you've been listening over the last couple months, you know that there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. There are pictures posted on there of the guests as well as pictures from some of the interviews that get done in person right here at Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks to all those who are not first-time listeners. Just continually grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. Uh, We were talking about what uh, here in the U.S. seems to be a whole lot of content on Palladia having been filmed in the U.K. Yet on a similar note, Luke, I was interested to read that some of your influences were, in fact, American artists. Uh, for example, the Goo Goo Dolls and Jason Mraz, among others. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I mean, to be honest, I, I listen to so much music now. Um, when I, when I actually started writing music, one of the main reasons that was was because of a band called uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, um, and I heard, I remember hearing their song Iris for the first time. Uh, and just feeling really emotional. Uh, and it was the first time music had really hit me like that. I was probably like 15, 16 um, when I heard it. Um, 
And I just thought, wow, I have to make people feel the way that that song has made me feel. Uh, and and that's partly one of the reasons why uh, I was lucky enough to, to to go over to America and record my album because I I listened to so many sort of American sounding bands or or just American bands. Um, it made sense for me to sort of have an American style, I guess, um, which is awesome. And here's a fun fact for uh, for you, Luke, and, and for the listeners. Uh, I attended a very small private college up in Buffalo, New York. And uh, mind you, not at the same time as him, uh, but the guitarist and founding member of the Goo Goo Dolls, uh, Robbie, I've never known how to say his last name, Robbie Takak. Yeah, I think so. yeah he, he, he attended that same college that I went to. Uh, so that's... That's kind of their claim to fame. All these years later, they still tell people that uh, that he attended that college. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a small world. Um, Luke, on your website, there is a page called Radio, which shows radio stations and organizations who have supported you. I wonder how much of an impact has all of that exposure had on building up your following? Because it's a very long and impressive list that you have on that page of your site. I mean, I, I'm... I'm just blessed to have have so many people support me. Um, just blows me away. It, I, I'm I'm almost sure that you know if it weren't if it weren't for, for all of those people or, or all those companies supporting me, um, I don't think that I would be anywhere near where I am now. So thank you. <laughs> wow, nicely yeah. nicely said though. Uh, your father played in bands back in the day. What, what memories do you have of that? And, and how much, how much of a part of you getting into music was it? Well, my, my, actually, I can't really remember my, my dad, uh, stopped being in a band, uh, a long, long before I sort of came along. Ah, okay. Um, but do you know what? I'm, I'm sat in, I'm sat in my, uh, my, there's, my dad has a, a music room, uh, and there's about, three to four thousand cds behind me wow just in cabinets and guitars like hanging on the wall um and i always saw guitars hanging about and i always you know i i remember being really young and i used to remember like going to sleep and hearing my dad write songs downstairs Mm. um and i thought oh i could never do that and one day I picked up a guitar and the first thing I did was write my own song. Um, so it rubbed off on me extremely. Um, I, I think when you're around someone who loves music as much as my dad does, and my mum, actually, my mum loves music because my dad loves music. Um, I, I think it was inevitable that it was going to, that I was going to do it eventually, you know? It sounds like it, but at the same time, I'm I'm really impressed, uh, you know, that, that your parents didn't stick a guitar in your hands, you know, at the age of, of three or four, because in fact, uh, it wasn't until the age of 17 that you actually picked up the guitar. So, uh, you know, uh, kind of a different story than we're used to hearing. Normally it's, yes, my dad played in bands, so when I was insert young age here, uh, he started giving me lessons or sent me off for lessons or that type of thing. And And I think it sounds like you're saying that they just kind of, you know, let it come to you and they let you decide when you were ready. And as I said, it wasn't until the age of 17. No, um, I'm I'm actually beat myself up so much because I, I wish I had just picked, I wish I just had a bit more faith in myself when I was younger to sort of, I, I, I saw guitars lying about all the time. And I just told myself, 
you can't play that, Luke. You know, like that that's not what you do. And I, I, I must have just gained the courage a little out of nowhere and I started playing but there's never been any any sort of push you know my dad bought me my dad and my mum bought me a, a, a guitar when I was about 13 and I don't think I picked it up at all I, wow. I, don't, I don't think I was interested in it at all wow. um, so to go from such extremes of not wanting to, to play I almost and I know it sounds bad but you know, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't almost want to be a musician because my dad did it. You know, I, I was like, I want to do something different. I want to do. I want to do my own thing. Mm. Um, so I took myself a little bit by surprise when, <laughs> I, when I picked up the guitar. So was it was it all self taught, or or did you at any point decide, okay, well, as long as I'm going to play this thing, I might as well have someone give me lessons. Yeah, I mean, my my dad's always been there to help me. Like, oh, dad, what, how do I do this? How do I do that? And, and um, it got to the point where I was like, okay, I, I need to go and have some lessons. So uh, I, I had, you know, probably, I probably went to lessons for about four months, um, did all that I wanted to do. And, and now, you know, I feel like I, I know everything that I need to know in order to write songs. Oh, you know? I see, I see. Yeah. Well, what what order would you rank? Uh, do you consider yourself a guitar player first, a singer first, a songwriter first, and and then what's second and what's third? I would definitely see myself as a songwriter first, um, a singer second, and a, and a and a guitarist last. Um, I mean, I, I've I've always been more obsessed with the art of songwriting than I have actually being a great guitar player. Mm. Um, I'd love to do all of it. I really would. And, and there are people out there who, who absolutely astound me now. You know, <laughs> I, I, I go to sessions and, you know, they're amazing at guitar. Um, uh, it's something that I work at every day. I'm always playing. Um, my friends get really annoyed with me because when... <laughs> Because when they're watching films, I, I disappear for 30 minutes to <laughs> get an idea out of my head. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I just want to get better at what I do all the time, and I'll do anything to do it. Well, good for you, you know, and that's certainly, like like you said, it's, it's not a popular choice, but uh, I, I admire your dedication that you don't mind walking away from your friends to, to go and and dabble in music a little bit because you are that committed to it. It's, it's, uh, not the easiest thing to do. So, uh, good for you for, for being that committed to what you're doing. Thanks, man. My, my friends are super supportive and, uh, I love them to death for it. You know, they, how they put up with it, you know, me traveling off and, you know, sometimes I don't see them for, for a couple months at a time and, you know, they don't forget, you know, they know I'm just, they support my dream and that means the world to me. Yeah, that, that that those are those are the kind of friends that that you want to make sure that you do make time out for as as little as you have, because uh, those those are keepers for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. We're going to close today with the other single that you released this year called "Do You Love Me Yet." Before we let you go, Luke, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Uh, yeah, I wrote this song. Uh, it was an idea. <laughs> Actually, I, I wrote this song on my second trip to Los Angeles, and I remember waking up in the morning, and One Direction actually came on in the morning, and I think it was the song uh, Story of My Life. Um, and I thought to myself, 
that's a brilliant song. Like, I want to write a song like that. Um, and I remember saying to my mum, I just said, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I want to write a song like that. So I went downstairs and I started writing this song. Um, and I came up with these chords and these lyrics. Forgot about that song idea for about two years um, <laughs> and went to Sweden and it came out nothing like a One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's a song about lust um, for someone that you, that, that you will never, that you will never have it. It's, it's a, it's a begging song. You're begging someone to love you and you're trying to figure out, you know, what can you do to get this person to give you the attention that you want? And that's what it is. It's, it's a, it's a love, it's a love song. Wow. A very strong emotion though. at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, all of my songs, uh, have, have, parts of truth in them you know whether they're about a friend of mine or about a situation i've been in and i obviously you know with songwriting it, it you can you can over dramatize moments um which is brilliant um but there's always a bit of truth in it as well yeah i've got, I've got a, a big silly grin on my face over here because I, as you said that i thought okay because you know, you're setting yourself up for the listeners to wonder, okay, well, so was it himself or was it one of his friends who had those kind of emotions towards, towards what girl, but we'll, we'll leave that to the imagination and, uh, and, and protect, yes. we'll, we'll protect the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke, thanks Thank ever so much. I, I really enjoyed talking to you and, and I appreciate you making the time uh, to do this and, and uh, wish you continued best of luck with, with everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Bruce. Honestly, thank you. My pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Luke Potter. Be sure to visit his official website. It's www.lukepottermusic.com. Plus, engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase his music. It's available on his website and through iTunes, among others. Plus, his music is on SoundCloud, too. And of course, keep up with him online to see where and when he will be performing so you can go see him in person, as well as for announcements for when he releases new music. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share. They call it repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. You can even comment right during a track. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida, Check them out online on their website 
at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Luke Potter. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Do You Love Me Yet? Giving me mixed signals from your heels to your eyes. You're giving me goosebumps, but baby, it's a lie. You're like a top dancer, around beautiful thing. You're like a fairground game when nobody wins. Maybe I'm addicted. Maybe I'm a Victim, playing by your rules.